are sticking with baseball, I guess there's a couple different topics that we're going to talk about. Um, the first is you sent me an article, Steve, on the national broadcasts kind of heading back on the road. I think you said Fox was going to do by July 4th and ESPN sooner or maybe vice versa. Vice versa, yeah, yeah. Um, you're the one who who brought this topic, so why don't you ask me? Yeah, I'm curious. Do you care? Like, have you noticed that they're not there? So, I haven't noticed it that much with baseball per se, because um, I think baseball is just a conversation, regardless. Like, I think I will say I have noticed it quite a bit with hockey. Like, I you can tell that like with hockey announcers. Like there's always so much that you can only so much you can see on the screen. Baseball, you can pretty much see everything on the screen type thing. Whereas with hockey, like I've noticed like either like players will get misnamed more often or it's very reactionary. Whereas it's not like, it's not like if there's a fight breaking out, it's like camera then goes to the fight and then, Oh, Hey, there's a fight breaking out. Whereas Normally the camera is down in the, in the one zone and, you know, Smith and Johnson are back behind the play, getting, getting into it type thing. Like, uh, I think that's where you notice it a lot more. So I think for baseball, I don't really care that much. I I do think there is some like ambience, ambient noise that doesn't get picked up on the microphones as often. I think that's where broadcast, especially with baseball, is lacking. Yeah, and I, I think if, you're right. It's more reactionary. I mean, they, they kind of miss a player switch or something like that, that they would have just seen someone in the on-deck circle that they don't see somewhere else. But for the most part, I, I don't know that it matters. Um, and it's a place I think networks probably could save some money if they wanted to on travel and production and whatever else. Um but I think there's certain things they kind of have to do. It'll be interesting to see who they trot it out for. You know, they trotting it out for Sunday night baseball and a big baseball game of the week, but mid mid midweek games maybe not. I think it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out and if people notice or or care because I, I don't know that it's going to be a big oh my gosh it's even so much better that they're there. Yeah, I I, I really don't think I think with football we kind of I mean. College football, I'm interested to see because I feel like a lot of college football games, like a lot of the not as interesting games, the, the broadcasting crew wasn't there or they weren't there. Um, even for some of the big games, though, I guess they weren't weren't there. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, on that same vein, the one thing that I saw that was pretty interesting is the Pirates became the first team in Pittsburgh to basically reopen their access or, or, or in-person clubhouses and things like that. Now, let's, let's look at this from both the fan perspective and the media perspective. From the fan perspective, do you care? Same question, I know that's... No, no, I mean, so what? Like, like so you know. Really and I, I mean, I don't know that the stuff I've been consuming in terms of articles and information has been that glaringly poor or lacking as a result of how the media has accessed what they're doing. Now, from the media side, I want to I want to be able to talk to people face to face. I want to see their reaction to things. I want to see their body language. Um, I want to be able to walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, I'm work. I got this other question around the batting cage," as opposed to waiting to when the team gives me access on a Zoom call. Um, there was a good article in the Defector, I think it was, about this, and basically, um, it, it tapped into the lines of like. That is, there are so many major moments that happen in a locker room that that only like you'll see from the media that you wouldn't wouldn't see if they're not not there, and you don't pick up on those things. And and those things sometimes can be, you know, major turning points. Of, you know, players get in, into it in the locker room, or you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, Allen Iverson going off in the press conference you know, with the practice thing and, and things like that. And I think that adds value. And I think it also just makes for better stories. So I think from the media perspective, you know, I think they care and I think they have a right to be in there and they should be in there and they should be allowed to be in there. But at the same time, I think eventually that kind of gets, 
anecdotally passed down to the fans and, and to the readers and, and listeners or whatever it may be, because just things seem to be better then. Um, I think the content that you get is, is better. Um, I was surprised to see that the, the NFL is still like, no, we're not going to let people in, which is, uh, I worry, like I, I do worry for, you know, all of the people that are in journalism that are covering these teams to lose that access after getting that access. Like it, I understand that sports media is not necessarily the kind of the third estate in the same way that, that it, journalism is in, in government per se, but it's still very important for them to be there and have that access and, and, and see those things. So I don't know. I, I do worry that some leagues are just going to say, meh, and I you, think dealt, the NFL, you dealt with it as is, you can deal with it as is now. Exactly. And the NFL has always been tougher in college football in some ways too, but the NFL has always been, there's one day the starting quarterback is going to talk, right? Um, there's, there's one day that this, your star receiver is going to talk, even though the locker room's open. Baseball has always been more open and yes, it's a challenge. It's a pain in the ass, probably from their perspective. Somebody come up and ask you a question every single day about something. But that's always been the baseball culture with it being open. Um, so I'm not surprised that some teams are going back and maybe that, that sport will be back sooner than football. It wouldn't shock me if football lingered, lingered a little longer or there was some medium ground. You know, the coach's press conference is going to be in person. We're going to do one day in open locker room and the rest of the stuff is going to be zoom. Like it, it wouldn't shock me that that's what would happen going forward for the NFL. And I, I they can control it and they're the biggest animal. So it'd be, you know, and most powerful, um, but it would, it, it would be a loss, I think. Um, but it's only a loss until if some media members stand up and say, Hey, we're not going to put up with this and, and we're not going to cover you, which isn't going to happen either. Like nobody's going to say, no, nah, your interviews aren't the way we want them. We're not going to do them that's not going to happen either because then they're not going to have the stories right so it's they in can do a weird it way it's, it's almost like they need not necessarily a media union but like a media union in the same way that like the players or union represent goes and fights things with the league like there needs to almost be like a media union that goes talks to the players association and the league of like here's our demands i don't know what you what they get in return because like Kind of oh, even in a news mean, conference, but... and yeah, it just doesn't happen. Even in a normal news conference situation, if somebody asks a question that ticks off a, a football coach or something in a, in a big news news post game news gathering, right? And it's a question that everybody wanted to ask, and the guy said, you know, sidesteps it or whatever else. Rarely, ever, if ever, I don't think ever that in my personal experience, I've seen another media step person step up and ask the same question again, right? Say, coach, you didn't get to their question. Can I ask it and ask it a different way? Like it right. just doesn't happen. Right. And if they don't have each other's backs in that situation, I'd be surprised that they have them on a larger scale going forward if it becomes an issue. Um, all right. The last thing I want to discuss about baseball. I have never seen a home run hit in my life where the runner does not like, how do you miss first base? And, and, and here's the problem with it. If it's like, if it's like Eric Gonzalez or, you know, some nobody called up for one cup of tea game in the major leagues, but like kind of sort of key Brian Hayes is the face of the franchise right now. Uh, not to harp on him, but like, how do you, like there's, the, and I think, I think this in the, the Will Craig play, my God, this is just like, if you want to know what it's like to be a Pirates fan during the course of my lifetime, this, those two plays, those should be exhibit A and exhibit B and not necessarily in that order. Right. Joe, Joe Starkey for the Post-Gazette did a good column that I read today, might have been today or yesterday that it was published about those two plays and, and the turnover that lost a series for them in hockey where, the, where they, they, they kicked the puck back out and they ended up scoring. He said it had just been the worst 15 days in, in Pittsburgh sports history. Yeah, those baseball plays are awful. I mean, God, catch the ball, touch first base, and when you hit the home run, the first thing you have to do is just touch the first base. Then the second thing is touch the second base, and the third thing is <laughs> the lack of fundamentals and discipline is just it, – it speaks to issues, you know, you know not, stereo, not stereotype or whatever, generalize – it speaks to issues in the organization. Like it, it just, it, it is a, there's a lack of yeah. discipline. There's a lack of knowledge. And those are like 
exhibits A and B. A lack of caring. Like that is just yeah. what it is. It's, it's, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was Rob Your Temple, maybe somebody else on Twitter kind of was like the haze wasn't made available. And it basically was like, this is quite frankly like BS because he should be made available. Like any other team would, would kind of stick the guy out there and say, Hey, hey you did a dumb thing. Here's what you did. And yet he was like, this is also the same team that we can't get the owner to have, sit down for one interview. It's, it's basically like you have might have better odds getting hit by like a comment than the chatting with the, the owner of the team. Yep. And so. it's a shame. Yeah. That's my quick two seconds on why the pirates are bad. Um, okay, Steve, this week's old guy, young guy is brought to you by, well, this podcast. Um, you brought this up and I think I know why you brought this up because right now Sirius XM radio has had a ton of commercials on my TV and they are having their free like month and a half or month of, of the year where they always do this. Steve, are you a satellite radio guy? I am. I've got a deal going right now. It's like from, from the past year, it was like, I got, I got a better deal than my wife. Right. Like, which is rarely rare on pretty much anything. Um, so yeah, like I do like my satellite radio. Um, why right now? Cause I can get all kinds of sporting events. Um, also I love it for really the biggest old guy reason in the world is the old radio classic station that plays like the old crime shows and mystery crap that you would never listen to in your world. I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to go music, not like, wow. No, I have that. Um, I mean, I know, but like, I thought you were going to go like, that was not the direction. No, was, cause I don't have that. That's very old guy, Steve there. Yeah. It's very, except my, my music mix isn't that eclectic, right? There's a couple country stations and there's the seventies and the eighties. And those are like the presets. So no. And the bigger thing for my radio, the bigger thing for the radio in my vehicle and this is an old guy, young guy thing. And like we've talked a little bit before. I have a CD player. Like, I can't get rid of that because I got, that, that's my music. Our, so, car is, our car was built in the last decade and it, it, it has a radio thing or a CD player. It also has a radio. That gives me hope for when I trade up. Uh, so let me, let, me, let me give you my spiel on satellite radio. I actually like satellite radio, but I just can't justify spending the money for it. I... My dad's car has it, and I love the classic vinyl radio station. Yep. yep. Um, I love the Bruce Springsteen one, um, naturally, and I love Radio Margaritaville because uh, I think there's always good Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. like live shows on there. Um, but like I that like kind of like regular TV like that, I can't really get past those stations. So that's why I'm like, I don't think this is worth it for me. Now, that being said, I do think it might be if I didn't pay for like NHL.TV or, you know, had some of the streaming TV streaming things might be worth it for for the Pirates or, or, or if I was a bigger Pirates fan than I am or the Lightning to listen to the Lightning games if I'm ever in the car or whatever. But again. Oh no, I have a I have a note to myself to get rid of it in in at the end of November when my deal's up. Like it's five for whatever crazy reason, it's like five dollars a month right now that something you know because i said no to them for so long they finally gave me a great deal but i know that's going to expire at the end of november so i am going to drop it at the end of november um my big challenge for music is like use whatever i had on my phone years ago is now apple music and when i have my digital songs on there i'm not smart enough to know how to make it um do shuttle through all my songs i can only do shuttle through certain playlists like i can't shuttle my whole shuffle my whole library did you call it shuttle i know i did hear that i I heard that too i I did i meant shuffle i heard that too stop it you said third estate it was fourth estate didn't call you out Uh, okay so here we are all right right. sorry 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 um but yes that's my bigger old guy thing is i need to figure out to find the mute the digital service that can shuffle all my songs as opposed to just an album or an artist and i don't know how to do that so for I don't know how to do that. I, I actually don't know how to do well, that any, anymore. Still here at, here's I know, why. I here's why, Steve. I use Spotify, and I think that is the like. So when you listen to music, are you a listen to the radio guy, listen to satellite radio, or do you have it like you just straight from your iPhone? It's probably satellite or CD in my vehicle. And if it's on my, are phone, your CDs? Are your CDs like? Are they like mixtape CDs, or are they like? No, it's just one at a time. That's it's really like old stuff. Like, yeah. like you're listening to Born to Run, you're listening to the whole album. 
I'm listening to all of the Bon Jovi or all of the Pink or all of the Ashley McBride or all of the Thomas. Did Rapper you say Pink? Oh God, yes. You like oh Steve. That well, that can't be a wrong answer. No. I've thought about Pink a lot, and I think that she is like just the solo artist version of Nickelback. Oh, I don't know. I think she's going to do a super. I think she's going to do a Super Bowl in the next couple of years if they're smart. Uh, okay. All right. Moving on. Um, so I don't know. I here here's I was thinking about this earlier today as I was driving around. So if I am just like going to the grocery store or if I'm going somewhere quick, old school FM radio is for me. Like I I don't mind the commercials. I, I like. And I also like here in here in Frederick slash in the DMV, we have a great morning show, the Jack Diamond show. Um, it's a, he's like a very like full guy, like a very like just a big personality guy, not like over the top zany, but just a good, good morning show to listen to. So I like listening to that when I'm in the car in the mornings. Um, and I do like just like listening to the radio. But if I'm like if I'm going somewhere that is more than 15 minutes i i'm immediately to spotify did you listen to to the radio as much on the 15 minute drive when you lived in altoona as you do now yeah okay like it's, it's for, the same for it's, me the difference is that like when we were in dc like the the biggest difference right between the markets is that there is a market in dc right like there's great radio stations great drive time radio there's great tv local news here it's just like oh my gosh like you I kind of kind of watch to know what's going on in your community but it's just tough um no i'm fine with local stuff i just and, and even our local stations but i know what i'm going to get on my presets of the four or five stations i'm going to be found something and the commercials don't bother me i don't mind the businesses having the support i just i will I say the thing that does bother me though is like you can tell when radio stations don't have a deep library or like 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 the, they love living in a land down under like the I hear that song ever just about legitimately every time I get in the car every day, like usually once a day. If I'm in the car for more than an hour, I'll hear that song once on the radio. Um, That's true. They so I don't know. I think, again, Spotify is, is where it's at. So maybe All I'll right. get there someday. Right now it's the pink CDs. Do you, even you don't even so do like Pandora? Time. No, because I because with with. With the serious I have, I just I can listen to that online now too, right? Um, so, yeah, for me. So, like, here, when you're working, do you listen to music when you work? Uh, no, I listen to sports talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I can't. I have to like. I have to be careful when I do that because I can't focus. Like, I it, I don't have enough brain power to focus on. Well, maybe I'm doing poor work. Who knows? Uh, we'll you're see. doing all right. You're doing all right. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you want uh, anything else? No, this is good. You took your shot at pink. That'll be okay. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I think if you spoke to more people that were my age, you will find they are a parent. She is a parent artist in that. People Perhaps. your age. Ask Perhaps. your daughter. Because like, you, I don't think your daughters probably like pink. I'll, well, I'll ask. We'll find out. Okay. I'll, I'll report back. That'll be uh, can you, cliffhanger for next week. Yeah, we'll can you back. find out for me? Yep. If not, I, I will text Sam and ask. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Um, subscribe and like us on Facebook. Uh, email the show at stuffsummersayspodcast.gmail.com. Give us some feedback if you've got some feedback. Um, my oh, Some people did give us feedback the other week. Um, there was something that I said that was a hot take issue and I can't remember what it is. I'd have to scroll through my text, but people were like fired up about it. Like I, I, I ruffled some feathers, so I'm doing my job. Um, so yeah. All right. My Twitter handle is at stuff. Summer says your Twitter handle is at Steve Sampson. Anything else you want to add? Bueller. Bueller. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Steve.
Steve, I just faked you out there a little bit. I had something on my nose, and I then I started to count down with my hand, just keeping you on your toes. toes. It was, and, uh, and then the countdown is still my favorite part. Like when we go to video, people are going to see the countdown. It's just my favorite part. Maybe we'll get there soon. Maybe, maybe that will be like our once once football season is close. That will be our new addition to the the media empire that is oh, the God. stuff Summer says I'll podcast. Have to shave. We go. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll have to put on makeup and all that stuff. Um, hi, Steve. This is the stuff Summer says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Uh, Steve, we've got. A good show today. Um, we've got some Penn State news to discuss, um, and then uh, you sent me you sent me several emails over the weekend, which I always appreciate when you send me emails. Because first off, you are the only person that emails me that is an actual person to my personal email, <laughs> and not some brand like Old Navy might send me seven emails a day, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, but you sent me a couple baseball topics, so I want to talk about that. And then, speaking of baseball, I went to a live sporting event, so I want to talk about that. Cool. And our old guy, young guy, again, something also you sent me this week. So this is the Steve show this week. Steve is really bringing a lot to the table. Trying to earn um, my keep, baby. Earn those dollars. Earn those dollars. All right, Steve. We, we've teased this. We've discussed this. We've probably beaten this to a, a horse by now in the little less than a year that we've been doing this podcast but penn state football and penn state athletics and everything that is penn state will be back to full capacity starting whenever the first penn state sporting event of the year is which is usually a women's soccer game against stanford i feel like every year (laughs) um but uh are you excited because i'm excited you know when i saw the rundown for the show i thought yeah we're talking about i'm excited now that you've said it I'm going to the soccer game. Like I'm ready. I mean, like it, it, <laughs> yes, I, I'm ready to be at sporting events. I'm ready to be at Penn State sporting events. And I got to tell you, I guess we mentioned it before. The thing I like most about Penn State football Saturdays is the tailgating. And sometimes I can leave the leave the game to the, to my friends and family. But I'm going to be tromping in there early, like I'm the sophomore who had like the tickets for the first time in college or whatever, ready to go up there and I don't know and be a part of the. I mean. I was cynical about it at first. Okay, they're going to open up and get there. And then when it's full capacity, you're like, well, shit, that place is going to be shaking when the band starts. And people are going to be excited because it's the first time they've been in there in two years. So, yeah, I'm every little piece about it that I've overlooked in the past years, I think I'm going to appreciate this year. I think it was Ben Jones, uh, someone else, maybe it might have been someone else on Twitter, basically pointed out, like, it's going to be very interesting to see what, attendance is like for college football this year because by and large it seems like most places in the country are going to be at full capacity most stadiums are going to be at full capacity and i mean look penn state plays ball state which they actually are pretty good villanova obviously is villanova now i'll watch they'll lose that game um but uh, i mean those aren't people that really those aren't going to sell tickets, you know, usually in a normal year, but there's a very good chance. Those are 103,000, you know, people at that game. Like there's both of those games. And just because people miss doing stuff, like people miss doing anything. And I think we've started to see that kind of as the country has reopened and reemerged. And after these unprecedented times, because if you haven't heard that phrase enough over the last year, what haven't you been paying attention to? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited as well. I think, I think, I'm very much right now still in playoff, the NHL playoff mode, Darian. So like, I uh, very like segmented. Like that's where my focus is. But it, I have found myself thinking about football season more and more often lately, and and I think for me and and, and we've talked about this before and. and I always say this now, especially as I've gotten older, like Penn State itself and Penn State football itself is not about what happens on the field. It is about the community that is around it. And, you know, obviously, you know, my friend group, you know, you and I have this podcast and, and, you know, you're all of our family and friends. You I'm sure you keep good tabs on. But we haven't really gotten together in the same way in the last year, two years now, almost. It will be basically two years of being apart from all of those people 
And I think that to me is like what I'm really most excited about. Like, yes, I'm excited to be back in the stadium. Yes, I'm excited to watch football in person again because there is nothing quite like college football, a college football Saturday. But I think to me, it's it's the people and seeing those people again. Um, that I, that's, that's why I was very jazzed and excited about this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to send an email maybe this week if I get around to it, but this would be the time of the year. Maybe it's usually July, but I'm excited enough that, that mid to late June, when I send it to my, my part, my buddy Russ, who we drive our tailgate and say, okay, here are the games. Let's talk menus. Like what, what are we doing for themes? What's going on? That kind of stuff, right? Like when, when's the taco bar? When's, when are we deep frying? Stuff? I did not stuff. realize you were like, one of like I'm very into tailgate planning. Don't get me wrong. Like my best friend Christopher Holmes, he is very into. But you sound like you are very into tailgating. Russ will have an assignment sheet. I'll have to start putting you on the email list. But we get an assignment. Like we get a game. He gets a summary of the game. What's going on? His little what's going to happen? Prediction for the game, and then the, the menu, and then the assignments for who's got what for the stuff. So I'm excited for that. And, and you mentioned the people wandering by, like. I know who's going to come by on a game day Saturday and kind of what time they're going to come by. Like, mm-hmm. from from where we tailgate, the first girl making the walk of shame, I know what kind of day that happens, right? <laughs> so whatever else, right? And, we, and, you know, so that happens. But, you know, there's going to be one or two games a year when, when Aaron Dunlavey shows up, right? Who's one of my former students. Ah, big who D. just shows oh. up with regularity and, you know, brings some beer and says, here's this crappy Lionhead beer that you drink, I know, on Saturday sometimes. And... And just shows up with it, right? And and we've met people and their dogs and their girlfriends and their family. I don't know why the dogs are before the girlfriends. Either. I said that. But through the years, like we've met these whole things of, of their the families. Dogs are better, Steve. I know, and they're going to stick around. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Like that that piece where. <laughs> that's not true. No, no. What, what happens is usually it's a girlfriend and then uh-huh, it's a dog, uh-huh. and you know yeah. they're on the way to a family. How's that? Uh-huh. There um, you go. So I'm excited about that piece of it. Like it just. It will feel like a normal Saturday at the end of the day when you've spent way too many hours and done nothing there of value except talk to people, eat, and watch a football game, and you're home at 8 o'clock at night after a noon game, tired and miserable and saying, what did I do today? You had a pretty good day is what you did. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, wow. The, the, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the dog and girlfriend comment. <laughs> sorry. Um, um, I, I'll let you you bear with those demons. Um, all right. I I don't mean to be negative. I know we were on a very much of emotional high, and I think we'll come back to that emotional high here in a couple seconds. But is there anything you're not excited about about all of this? Like, is there anything that is giving you pause? I, I think. I think. Not to get it into whatever, but I I, I do think. Between you and I, I think you've been a little bit less afraid of COVID, maybe than me. But I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I think I'm. You know, I don't know. I, I who knows what this thing really was is. Um, so, is there anything that's giving you pause or like? Eh, I'm not really that excited about being around that many people. Anything like that? Like, no, I'm not at all. I can't wait to hear about your sporting event. I am not con- concerned about being around because I mean I probably wasn't that concerned before, but now I've done the shot thing. Everybody else, for the most part, has done it. Yes, somebody's going to lie and, and say they have it and not wear a mask, or say they've had their shots and not wear a mask because you can't tell them. And at some point, I, I'm going to be able to build a bridge and get over that because I know I could probably walk out my door tomorrow and something could get me just as easily as this could. So, no, I don't have any pause there. I'm sure I'll grumble about some game day operations thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. some, you know, our friends from York, Mary Lou and Earl or whoever they are, are going to have a problem with, the, the digital tickets. There's just no doubt about it, right? Those people are going to be, and they're going to be in front of me in line. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I know that I'm going to be like walking up to the stadium like SpongeBob SquarePants, all eager, all excited, and <laughs> and there's going to be Rob and Mary Jean from York, Rob PA, and they are going to have their digital tickets on there, like printed out, like in a piece of paper, and they're going to be like, "No, sir, we can't use those. They need to be on your phone." what do you mean this came from my phone and i'm just like i really just want a chicken basket sir please just let me cut in front of you (laughs) and get the damn chicken basket oh my god i think i think that is like i don't normally get chicken baskets but i think that's the thing i've missed the most my god i'm having i'm having a moment here steve (laughs) um all right I, i put a question on here related to that there isn't really anything that i'm not excited about i i think 
Let me uh, hold on before I get to that question. Let me give my answer to what we're talking about first. Okay. I, 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 I don't like crowd. I don't like lines. I hate lines, uh, which is weird for somebody that loves to go to Disney World. Like I, 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 I do hate lines, and I'm not the biggest like crowd person usually, and sometimes that can stress me out. And I, so. I think it's – I'm glad that I'm doing a couple of, like, things between now and then to kind of get me mm-hmm. kind of like a, like a, a baseball player, like yep. getting his, his arm loosened up type thing, like retrain. So I think that's going to be helpful. Um, like, you know, going to a, a wedding, going, you know, just like to places that might be a little more crowded than where Frederick here in Frederick. So I, I think that's going to be helpful. Um, but that's the only thing I'm mildly anxious about. Hopefully by the time, you know, we get to fall and in theory, now they're saying it won't be till July. It might not be at July 4, like Joe Biden wants, but, you know, a majority of the country is going to have at least a shot in them, at least one of the shots in them, if not the second round, if you need the second round. Um, so I'll feel more comfortable about the mass, but, and, and, and there, that was a, in the claw or in the press release they're asking anyone who is not vaccinated to to continue wearing a mask which i think is fair is a fair trade-off um but the thing that i was thinking about is and i know it's hard to think about right now because it's summer but my god i think that that the masks have changed the way i will dress for for cold winter games or cold days for the rest of time because no longer is my nose cold, my mouth cold, like I, my lips don't get chapped from it being cold. Like, I think I'm going to start wearing a mask to cold games, not because I'm not vaccinated, because I am, um, but just simply to stay warm. So w- w- would you wear a mask to stay warm in Beaver Stadium? I hadn't thought about it till you said, submitted the, sent the question. And Hold you on, said it. cut out there. What was that? I hadn't thought about it until you, till you said the question, but yeah, I think I would. Now, the caveat for me is I wear... One hat during football season because it embarrasses our daughters. It's an orange fluorescent orange hunting hat. Like I've been wearing it since they were twelve because it just embarrasses them when I'm around them, and I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me. Um, so if I can find a fluorescent orange mask to go with the hat, then I'll do it. Um, and and now when everybody looks in the what, north, south end zone, south end upper, zone, upper south end zone, you'll know. Last exactly row guy in the orange hat with the orange mask. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's cool. Like, I know him. And it'll be more accessible now, right? I mean, more acceptable now, right? Oh, why is that person wearing a mask? Oh, they're going to stay warm. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 Because I think it was funny during the during the kind of the midst of football season slash the pandemic last year, like right around the time it was kind of things were spiking again and the weather was getting cold. I got multiple ads for these like ho- like hooded combo mask combo things that were like fleece line and i was like wow i kind of think i might buy i didn't buy one but i was like i should probably buy one of those next year for football season to stay warm um usually though this now i am notoriously known as the guy who says that i will not get creamery ice cream at the games during the warm game but it warm games but the last game of the season i usually get some creamery ice cream during the game because there's no line um and i'm with you on that like i don't like i don't wait in line very much like, if we go on the New Orleans anywhere and there'd have been a line when we were this week, last weekend for food or any place else, like, I just, I, and my family knows it too, and it probably kills them. They're probably excited to do something, and then there's a line, and like, oh, God, he's going to complain about this. Have, so, have, like, have you done the Disney trip with the kids? Like, It's been a few years, but they were younger, okay. um, and it was always... Um, Did you hate the lines? Because I don't mind the lines there. It was Penn State spring break time, so they were lines that were manageable by my mm-hmm. standards. Okay. Like, I, I would walk past those places where people queue up during the full time, and I cannot even imagine doing that on a hot summer day with a couple kids yeah. and waiting. I just miserable. wouldn't do it. Absolutely miserable. Yeah. Right. Like it, yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough about Disney. Um, okay. So one of the – okay, let's actually swing back to the season tickets going mobile, and then we'll get to the, the last point I want to make because I thought this was an interesting point I read. Um, season tickets are going to be mobile. Steve, let's have a quick mini old guy, young guy here. Any part of you hate that? No, as long as they're prepared to handle it. 
right? Like I, I, I that's the only part that scares but me. But you as a consumer? No, huh? okay. no. I mean, at this point, ship sailed, um, and, and I dropped the ball on all the tickets I should have kept through the years as souvenirs and laminated or done something with them. That's what I was. That was that was the point I was getting to. Yeah, I mean, I love it. That kind of stuff. I mean, I, I have some tickets now that. I think I know what they're from, and I'm going to need to go back and look at the dates to see if it was like 409 or 300th win or whatever it was. Like I, I've got those somewhere, um, but that's a sh- I do that's a loss, right? Like that's and game programs are going away, right? So those kind of things that people had from sporting events aren't going to be the same anymore. Yeah, I was thinking about that, um, and that was one of the reasons why I asked. I it's it's gotten faded because I carry it around, but I, I have the my Ohio State game ticket in my wallet like I, it's just always there it's always been there it's always going to stay there um and, and of course i've got tickets from other games i've got like my i've got the rose bowl ticket framed uh i've got another ticket i've got forget what the other ticket is is framed that i have i have a couple tickets that are framed um but I, I'm trying to think. I think the Big Ten championship. I don't have it. I didn't have a ticket to because it was a digital ticket. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the ticket I, I, I kind of want. I have. Um, was it the second DC United game at, at at their new stadium? And I would like a ticket from that. And it was literally just like a receipt, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they, because you when you get it scanned and then you get this like little receipt. So, I don't know. It was. That is the one thing I do think I'm going to miss. I understand why I was doing it. I think it will go faster. I think it will make everyone's life smoother. I know a lot of people grumble about the parking situation and the, the run your route thing. I hate it too. But one thing that Penn State, I thought, did very well was educate people well about that and really got in people's faces. So I, I think and I, I hope that they'll do that so that Rob and Mary Jean from York PA don't get up there and then throw in my chicken. Yeah. Line. I mean, and I think the running route thing, you know, happened a couple of years ago. They did, they did a they did a good job with it, pretty good job with it. But I still think even digital tickets, now that we know that there's going to be a full stadium and that they've sent invoices out every Saturday from now until football season, find yourself a Pennsylvania talk radio show because every one of those hosts would love to have somebody for 15 minutes to talk about the season and digital tickets and what do you know, what do you need to be aware of. Just beat people over the head with it consistently. Um, I mean, I, I think a month out is going to be enough, but start now. Go ahead. Build yeah. some excitement for your season. Sell some tickets, right. you know, if they're already sold and get 103,000 in there. God forbid 107 for the opener because people missed it. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 no, I agree there. Okay. So, uh, I, I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was a very good point and an interesting point by my former work sort of workplace the old daily collegian which is also your former sort of workplace um two collegian alums here um spencer rip Ripchick wrote a column um the headline is as penn state football returns to full capacities other sports teams to also be impacted greatly and i thought you know what like i it's a good point and he kind of goes through and he lists the sports that really missed fans and I uh, the first one he lists just absolutely correct because I think it's the the sorry wrestling folks I think it's the best atmosphere on campus is is Pagola Ice Arena and how you you know how loud that place can get and how much fun that place can get and and then it kind of got me thinking like like we were just talking about like that that usually Penn State will play a west coast the women's soccer team usually will play a west coast soccer team that first week of the, the school year, or kind of even like the right when move in weekend, is and, and it's packed. It's it's like usually one of the highest attended women's soccer games in the country, like not even just like college, like women, any level of women's soccer. Um, and, and I think like those teams honestly probably need it a little bit more than necessarily the football team will, because they'll just get it naturally. Those teams, like, you'll go to those games and you'll see, like, after a game, like, you'll see a little little kid get a picture with, you know, like an Erica Dombach or, or, or someone like that that, like, and now they're going to remember that for the rest of their life. Like, a case in point was me going to Green, Greenberg Ice Pavilion and getting get pictures with, with Joe Batista back in the day. Like, 
those little memories are really what makes Penn State Penn State. And I think kind of, you know, that was some of the argument laid out here. And I, I really, I thought that was a good take. So I just wanted to, to bring that up, see if you had anything to say on that. Yeah, I think, I think people are going to be back to all the sports. I mean, I think that first women's soccer game that gets a great crowd because it's the first event in the fall and they take dorm floors over and freshmen, right, and encourage them to try the sporting event out. This year, some of the more moderate to mid soccer fans are going to be back. And if it falls on a home football weekend, which sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, those people are going to come over and check it out too because they're going to, the people that are bringing the RVs up are coming up early that first Friday. Oh, yeah. Whenever it is. You know, so yeah, and, and hockey is going to be wonderful because people missed it. Wrestling is going to be wonderful because people missed it. All those things are going to be, you know, women's volleyball, pick a sport. People are going to be happy to be back in the facilities. I don't know that they're all going to be sold out, but there's going to be an energy there that wasn't there before. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about trepidation. I think by that time it's over it, or you just choose not to be in there. Which, yeah. which and, and the people that choose to be in there are going to choose to be loud and participatory. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I think I, I'm also interested to see if people, not to be one of those guys, and I'm starting to, told to turn into the old, old guy on the old guy, <laughs> young guy spectrum. But like, I'm wondering if kids are going to get to their seats a little bit earlier this year. Like I, you know, maybe not necessarily for the Villanova game, but other games. Maybe. Well, unless that Villanova game is a 7.30 game on BTM, God forbid. Can't wait. You're excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't um, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull an audible here, Steve. Um, do you have anything else you want to add about Penn State? No, I'm waiting to see what happens now. Okay. I didn't even see, see the audible. I didn't even see the audible in the booth, so I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to, since, since we're talking about going to sporting events, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the segment four and then we'll come back to segment three. Um, so for you, those of you keeping track at home, keep track. In your scorecards. Uh, so, Darian, me went to the my first post-pandemic sporting well not post-pandemic but midst the pandemic still technically sporting event. Uh, I went to a Frederick Keys baseball game. They played the Mahoning Valley Scrappers. Um, they lost. I, the keys which are in this new MLB draft league uh, as of now I think they've played like 12 games they have not won a single game but they Ooh. have tied one Ooh! so I don't know what's more impressive the fact that they've tied a game or that they've they lost a game I'll be honest like I was like a little stressed out and little like I said it's a minor league baseball stadium and then I was like you know what this is normal this is like I, I felt fine. I it, it was it was good to be back and watch live sports. Like I forgot, like I, I forgot how enjoyable it is to like stand up and cheer. I know that sounds weird to say, but like like when something exciting happens, it's it's very refreshing to just like stand up and yell about it and kind of be a little bit of an idiot for a couple hours on the night um, and, and boo an umpire occasionally, like it's just stuff like that. The little things that I think we've missed in the last year. How many people were there? Uh, I don't know. They didn't announce attendance. I so I would probably say two thousand. Okay. It was so. I think one of the things that I also wanted to bring up with this point was, and I was talking to my mom about this today, is I do not think Altoids realized how spoiled they are by Blair County Ballpark or well, no, People's Ga- Natural Gas Field and how. Not only nice that stadium is, and, and it's not knocking um, Nemo Field at Harry or Nemo Stadium at Harry Grove Memorial Field. I forget what the name is here in Frederick, but uh, like people in Altoona have it very good. The, the Keys have a scoreboard that is half the size of the secondary scoreboard at Blair County Ballpark, so it's tough to see. It's it's. It's a nice ballpark, but at the same time, like it's just like I, I, I think if there's anybody that's gone to Curve Games here that's listening to the podcast, I know that we're talking to two, or you, two of us here, here are talking. We've both gone to Curve Games. I've certainly gone to my fair share. It, I think, I think like Altoona people should be lucky for what they have um, and thankful for what they have. Um, but that being said, I, it, you know, it was nice. I got, uh, I got a lot of food. Also drank several beers. Fortunately, I wasn't DD'd that night. Um, 
I did get ice cream, and my God, there is something special about ice cream at a baseball game. Like, it is just so much better, even if it's just plain old vanilla ice cream. Did I lose you? Oh, I lost Steve. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna... All right, recording again. We had some technical difficulties on our highly technical produced podcast here. Well, we're going to fire the damn producer. Yeah. That's, that invisible that's... guy isn't doing a very good job. Yep. Yep. All right. Anyways, where was I? Uh, baseball game. Um, I, like I said, I, it, it felt good to be back and just enjoy community. Like I think, again, that is the thing that I'm finding is like, wow, I really miss those little events that you have where it's you have a sense of community, you have a sense of belonging and coming together for a certain cause, which I know you've talked about a lot. It's just like that's the one thing that we're really missing right now, and I think we're starting to get those moments back. Um, so, Steve, do you have a do you have a sporting event you're, you're going to? Are you, do you have any planned? Shit, we went to a we went to an estate auction like a month and a half ago. It was pretty much a super spreader event, so I probably already covered that. Um, okay. No, I, well, actually, yes. If I, if if my high school softball team, we didn't have softball when I was in high school. That's how long ago it was. If they win Thursday in the state playoffs, they play Monday. I have meetings tomorrow, so I won't be able to go to the wherever they're at. But if they win in advance the state semis, I will go to whatever that is, okay. um, when wherever that is. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, wh- why? Like, I'm surprised you went, a little surprised you went to the sporting event. Why this Keys game now? Why, why was this the one? So, uh, yes, uh, that's a great question. Number one, it probably wouldn't have been my first event. I, 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 and I still want to try to do it this summer. Um, but the, my last pandemic, pre-pandemic sporting event was a DC United game. And those are truly, like, the best, like, in-person experiences. So that's what I want to do again. Um, so that would be the one that I wanted to go to, which I think I'll try to get to one this summer. But, um, again, I think we, we, we decided that we were at the point where coming out of it, we knew we would both be vaccinated. We knew we would be good to go. Um, so I was like, you know what, let's, let's just get some tickets. Some, we got like a little mini five game plan. And at the time we bought them, they were, they still had a mask mandate and there was going to be like a limited capacity. And that was the only way to get tickets. And I was like, I really want to go to these this summer. I think the world would be a little bit clearer on, mm-hmm. on things. So yeah, that's, that's fine. cool. Very cool. All right. Hold on. Or sticking with baseball, I guess. There's a couple different topics that we're going to talk about. Um, the first is you sent me an article, Steve, on the national broadcasts kind of heading back on the road. I think you said Fox was going to do by July 4th and ESPN sooner or maybe vice versa. Vice versa, yeah, yeah. Um, you're the one who, who brought this topic, so why don't you ask me? Questions? I'm curious, do you care? Like, have you noticed that they're not there? So I haven't noticed it that much with baseball per se. Um, Cause I think baseball is just a conversation regardless. Like I think I will say I have noticed it quite a bit with hockey. Like I, you can tell that like with hockey announcers, like, like there's always so much that you can only so much you can see on the screen baseball. You can pretty much see everything on the screen type thing. Whereas with hockey, like I've noticed like either like players will get misnamed more often or it's very reactionary. Whereas it's not like, it's not like if there's a fight breaking out, it's like camera then goes to the fight and then, Oh, Hey, there's a fight breaking out. Whereas normally the camera is down in the, in the one zone and, you know, Smith and Johnson are back behind the play getting, getting into it type thing. Like, uh, I think that's where you notice it a lot more. So I think for baseball, I don't really care that much. Yeah, yeah, I I do think there is some like ambience, ambient noise that doesn't get picked up on the microphones as often. I think that's where broadcast, especially with baseball is lacking. Yeah. And I I think you're right. It's more reactionary. I mean, they kind of miss, a player switch or something like that, that they would have just seen someone in the on-deck circle that they don't see somewhere else. But for the most part, I, I don't know that it matters. Um, and it's a place I think networks probably could save some money if they wanted to on travel and production and whatever else. Um, 
but I think there's certain things they kind of have to do. It'll be interesting to see who they trot it out for. You know, they trotting it out for Sunday night baseball and a big baseball game of the week, but mid mid midweek games maybe not. I think it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out and if people notice or or care because I don't know that it's going to be a big oh my gosh it's even so much better that they're there. Yeah, I I, I really don't think I think with football we kind of I mean. With college football, I'm interested to see because I feel like a lot of college football games, like a lot of the not as interesting games, the, the broadcasting crew wasn't there or they weren't there. Um, even for some of the big games, though, I guess they weren't weren't there. Um, so uh, I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, on that same vein, the one thing that I saw that was pretty interesting is the Pirates became the first team in Pittsburgh to basically reopen their access or, or, or in-person clubhouses and things like that. Now, let's, let's look at this from both the fan perspective and the media perspective. From the fan perspective, do you care? Same question, I know that's... No, no, I mean, so what? Like, like so you, you know, really do. And I, I mean, I don't know that the stuff I've been consuming in terms of articles and information has been that glaringly poor or lacking as a result of how the media has accessed what they're doing. Now, from the media side, I want to I want to be able to talk to people face to face. I want to see their reaction to things. I want to see their body language. Um, I want to be able to walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, I'm work. I got this other question around the batting cage," as opposed to waiting to when the team gives me access on a Zoom call. Um, there was a good article in the Defector, I think it was, about this, and basically, um, it, it, it tapped into the lines of like. That is, there are so many major moments that happen in a locker room that that only like you'll see from the media that you would wouldn't see if they're not not there and you don't pick up on those things and and those things sometimes could be, you know, major turning points that you know players get in, into it in the locker room or you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, Allen Iverson going off in the press conference you know, with the practice thing and things like that. And I think that adds value. And I think it also just makes for better stories. So I think from the media perspective, you know, I think they care and I think they have a right to be in there and they should be in there and they should be allowed to be in there. But at the same time, I think eventually that kind of gets anecdotally passed down to the fans and and to the readers and, and listeners or whatever it may be, because just things seem to be better then um i think the content that you get is is better um i was surprised to see that the the nfl is still like no we're not going to let people in which is uh, i worry like I, I do worry for you know all of the people that are in journalism that are covering these teams to lose that access after getting that access like it i understand that sports media is not necessarily the Kind of the third estate in the same way that that it, journalism is in, in government per se, but it's still very important for them to be there and have that access and, and see those things. So I don't know. I I do worry that some leagues are just going to say, "Meh." Oh, and I you think dealt, the NFL, you dealt with it as is. You can deal with it as is now. Exactly, and the NFL has always been tougher in college football in some ways too. But the NFL has always been. There's one day the starting quarterback is going to talk, right? Um, there's there's one day that this your star receiver is going to talk, even though the locker room's open. Baseball has always been more open. And yes, it's a challenge. It's a pain in the ass, probably from their perspective. Somebody come up and ask you a question every single day about something. But that's always been the baseball culture with it being open. Um, so I'm not surprised that some teams are going back and maybe that that sport will be back sooner than football. It wouldn't shock me if football lingered, lingered a little longer or there was some medium ground, you know, the coach's press conference is going to be in person. We're going to do one day in open locker room and the rest of the stuff is going to be zoom. Like it, it wouldn't shock me that that's what would happen going forward for the NFL. And I, I they can control it and they're the biggest animal. So it'd be, you know, and most powerful, um, but it would, it, it would be a loss, I think. Um, but it's only a loss until if some media members stand up and say, Hey, we're not going to put up with this and, and we're not going to cover you which isn't going to happen either. Like nobody's going to say, no, your interviews aren't the way we want them. We're not going to do them. That's not going to happen either because then they're not going to have the stories, right? So it's, they can do it. In a weird way, it's it's almost like they need 
and not necessarily a media union, but like a media union in the same way that like the players or union represent goes and fights things with the league. Like there needs to almost be like a media union that goes talks to the players association and the league of like, here's our demands. I don't know what you, what they get in return because like, Kind of oh, even in a news me, conference, but... and yeah, it just doesn't happen. Even in a normal news conference situation, if somebody asks a question that ticks off a, a football coach or something in a, in a big news, news post-game news gathering, right, and it's a question that everybody wanted to ask and the guy said, you know, sidesteps it or whatever else, rarely ever, if ever, I don't think ever that in my personal experience, I've seen another media step, person step up and ask the same question again, right? Say, coach, you didn't get to their question. Can I ask it and ask it a different way? Like it right. just doesn't happen. Right. And if they don't have each other's backs in that situation, I'd be surprised if they have them on a larger scale going forward, if it becomes an issue. Um, all right. The last thing I want to discuss about baseball, I have never seen a home run hit in my life where the runner does not like, how do you miss first base? And, and, and here's the problem with it. If it's like, I don't know, if it's like Eric Gonzalez or, you know, some nobody called up for one cup of tea game in the major leagues, but like kind of sort of key Brian Hayes is the face of the franchise right now. Uh, not to harp on him, but like, how do you, like there's, the, and I think, I think this in the, the Will Craig play, my God, this is just like, if you want to know what it's like to be a Pirates fan during the course of my lifetime, this, those two plays, those should be exhibit A and exhibit B and not necessarily in that order. Right. Joe, Joe Starkey for the Post-Gazette did a good column that I read today, might have been today or yesterday that it was published about those two plays and, and the turnover that lost a series for them in hockey. Where, the, where they, they, they kicked the puck back out and they ended up scoring. He said it would just been the worst 15 days in, in Pittsburgh sports history. Yeah, those baseball plays are awful. I mean, God, catch the ball, touch first base, and when you hit the home run, the first thing you have to do is just touch the first base. Then the second thing is touch the second base, and the third thing is <laughs> the lack of fundamentals and discipline is just it, – it, it speaks to issues, you know, you know not, stereo, not stereotype or whatever, generalized – it speaks to issues in the organization. Like it, it just, it, a, there's a lack of yeah. discipline. There's a lack of knowledge. And those are like exhibits A and B. A lack of caring. Like that is just yep. what it is. It's, it's, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was Rob, your temple, maybe somebody else on Twitter kind of was like the Hayes wasn't made available. And it basically was like, this is quite frankly, like BS because, he should be made available like any other team would, would kind of stick the guy out there and say, hey, hey you did a dumb thing. Here's what you did. And yet he was like, this is also the same team that we can't get the owner to have, sit down for one interview. It's it's basically like you have might have better odds getting hit by like a comment than the chatting with the, the owner of the team. Yeah, and so. it's a shame. Yeah. That's my quick two seconds on why the Pirates are bad. Um, okay, Steve, this week's Old Guy, Young Guy is brought to you by, well, this podcast. Um, you brought this up, and I think I know why you brought this up, because right now Sirius XM Radio has had a ton of commercials on my TV, and they are having their free like month and a half or month of, of the year where they, they always do this. Steve, are you a satellite radio guy? I am. I've got a deal going right now. It's like from, from the past year, it was like I got... I got a better deal than my wife, right? Like, which is rarely rare on pretty much anything. Um, so yeah, like I do like my satellite radio. Um, Why? Right now, because I can get all kinds of sporting events. Um, also, I love it for really the biggest old guy reason in the world is the old radio classic station that plays like the old crime shows and mystery crap that you would never listen to in your world. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go music, not like... Wow. No, I have that. Um, I mean, I know, but like I thought you were going to go like that was not the direction. No, because I don't have that. That's very old guy, Steve. There. Yeah, it's very except my my music mix isn't that eclectic. Right. There's a couple country stations and there's the 70s and the 80s. And those are like the presets. So, no. And the bigger thing for my radio, the bigger thing for the radio in my vehicle. And this is an old guy, young guy thing. And we've talked a little bit before. I have a CD player. Like, I can't get rid of that because I got. That's my music. 
our so, car is our car was built in the last decade and it it, it has a radio thing or a cd player it also has a radio that gives me hope for when i trade up uh so let me let me let me give you my spiel on satellite radio i actually like satellite radio but i just can't justify spending the money for it i my dad's car has it and i love the classic vinyl radio station yep, yep. um i love the bruce springsteen one um naturally and i love radio margaritaville because uh, I think there's always good Jimmy Buffett like live shows on there, um, but like I that like kind of like regular TV like that I can't really get past those stations. So that's why I'm like I don't think this is worth it for me. Now that being said, I do think it might be if I didn't pay for like NHL.TV or you know had some of the streaming TV streaming things might be worth it for for the pirates or, or, or if I was a bigger pirates fan than I am, or the lightning to listen to the lightning games, if I'm ever in the car or whatever, but again, Oh no, I, I have a, I have a note to myself to get rid of it. in in at the end of November, when my deal's up, like it's five for whatever crazy reason, it's like $5 a month right now that something, you know, cause I said no to them for so long. They finally gave me a great deal, but I know that's going to expire at the end of November. So I am going to drop it at the end of November. Um, my big challenge for music is like, Use whatever I had on my phone years ago is now Apple Music. And when I have my digital songs on there, I'm not smart enough to know how to make it um, do shuttle through all my songs. I can only do shuttle through certain playlists. Like I can't shuttle my whole shuffle my whole library. Did so you I call it shuttle? That I know I did hear that. I heard that too. I, I did. I meant shuffle. I heard that too. Stop okay. it. You said third estate. It was fourth estate. Didn't call you out. Uh, okay. So here we are. Estate. All right. All so, right. Sorry. 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 Um, but yes, I, that's my bigger old guy thing is I need sorry, to figure out someone. to find the mute, the digital service that can shuffle all my songs as opposed to just an album or an artist. And I don't know how to do that. So for, I don't know how to do that. I, I actually don't know how to do well, that anymore. Still here at, here's I know, why, I here's why Steve, I use Spotify. And I think that is the, like, so when you listen to music, are you a listen to the radio guy, listen to satellite radio, or do you have it like you just straight from your iPhone? It's probably satellite or CD in my vehicle. And if it's on my are phone. Are your CDs, are your CDs like, are they like mixtape CDs or are they like. No, it's just one at a time. That's it's like, stuff. like, yeah. like you're listening to Born to Run, you're listening to the whole album. I'm listening to all of the Bon Jovi or all of the Pink or all of the Ashley McBride or all of the Thomas. Did you say Pink? Oh God, yes. You like Oh, Steve. That that can't be a wrong answer. No. I've thought about Pink a lot, and I think that she is like just the solo artist version of Nickelback. Oh, I don't know. I think she's going to do a super. I think she's going to do a Super Bowl in the next couple of years if they're smart. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, so I don't know. I here here's I was thinking about this earlier today as I was driving around. So if I am just like going to the grocery store or if I'm going somewhere quick, old school FM radio is for me. Like I I don't mind the commercials. I, I like. And I also like here in here in Frederick slash in the DMV, we have a great morning show, the Jack Diamond show. Um, it's a, he's like a very like full guy, like a very like just a big personality guy, not like over the top zany, but just a good, good morning show to listen to. So I like listening to that when I'm in the car in the mornings. Um, and I do like just like listening to the radio. But if I'm like if I'm going somewhere that is more than 15 minutes I, i'm immediately to spotify did you listen to to the radio as much on the 15 minute drive when you lived in altoona as you do now yeah okay like it's, it's for, the same for it's, me the difference is that like when we were in dc like the the biggest difference right between the markets is that there is a market in dc right like there's great radio stations great drive time radio there's great tv local news here it's just like oh my gosh like you got kind of kind of watch to know what's going on in your community but it's just tough um no i'm fine with local stuff i just and, and even our local stations but i know what i'm going to get on my presets of the four or five stations i'm going to find something and the commercials don't bother me i don't mind the businesses having the support i just i will say the thing that does bother me though is like you can tell when 
radio stations don't have a deep library or like 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 the they love living in a land down under like the i hear that song ever just about legitimately every time i get in the car every day like usually once a day if i'm in the car for more than an hour i'll hear that song once on the radio um that's true they so i don't know i think again spotify is, is where it's at so maybe i'll right. get there someday Right now it's the pink CDs. Do you, even you don't even so do like Pandora? Tequila. No, because I because with 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 the series I have, I just I can listen to that online now too, right? Um, so yeah, for me. If so it's like here, when you're working, do you listen to music when you work? Uh, no, I listen to sports talk. Okay. Yeah. See, I can't. I have to like. I have to be careful when I do that because I can't focus. Like I, it, I don't have enough brain power to focus on. Well, maybe I'm doing poor work. Who knows? We'll you're see. doing all right you're doing all right okay all right uh i don't have anything else do you want to, uh, anything else no this is good you took a shot at pink but that'll be okay i can't i'm sorry I, I, I think if you spoke to more people that were my age that you will find they are a parent she is a parent artist in that people Perhaps. your age Ask Perhaps, your daughter. Maybe like, because I don't think your daughter's probably like Pink. I'll, well, I'll ask. We'll find out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. That'll be uh, can you, a cliffhanger for next week. Yeah, we'll can you back. find out for me? Yep. If not, I, I will text Sam and ask. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, subscribe and like us on Facebook. Uh, email the show at stuffsummersayspodcast.gmail.com. Give us some feedback if you've got some feedback um my oh some people did give us feedback the other week um there was something that i said that was a hot take issue and i can't remember what it is i'd have to scroll through my text but people were like fired up about it like i i i ruffled some feathers so i'm doing my job um so yeah all right my twitter handle is at stuff summer says your twitter handle is at steve samsel anything else you want to add bueller bueller Have a great week. All right. Bye. All right, Steve. We're going to pause this.